Today on the podcast, we have something very fun for you. We will be talking with several current and former CVU students. I will let them introduce themselves, who will talk to us about their time here at CVU, advice they have, as well as advice around the college search and application process, and we even have a former student come talk to us about their gap year, how they arranged it, what they did, and how they feel they are better prepared for the college experience after having done their gap year. I'm very grateful to these students for giving us their time. Hope you all enjoy our conversations, and we'll talk to you soon. My name is Tabitha, and I'm a senior this year. Hello, my name is Stella Dooley. I am a senior this year. Hi, I'm Charlotte Tyler. I'm a senior here at CBU. All right, Tabitha, what was your favorite course at CBU? Or courses, plural. My favorite course was definitely uh, AP Gov, which I took my junior year. Um, the teacher, Mrs. Otley, is uh, very well informed on uh, government in the United States, and all of the material felt very relevant to my current life, um, living in the United States, and also what I hope to do in the future. What was your favorite course, or what were your favorite courses at CVU and why? So I took AP Chemistry as a junior, and I would not have said it was my favorite course during. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Malcolm. But um, in retrospect, it was absolutely one of my favorite courses, and had there been an AP Chemistry Part 2 this year, I totally would have taken it. And one of the reasons, or largely the reason that AP Chemistry was one of my favorite classes, was it pushed me in a way that no other class had ever pushed me. Um, and the accomplishment, the sense of accomplishment at the end of the year, and the being proud of all the hard work and the grade that I received in that class um, was unlike anything I'd ever experienced because I had never had to put that much work into a class. What was your favorite course or courses at CBU? Um, well, I always like find that I, I always enjoy the creative ones. So things like AP Art last year was such a fun course. It was so much work, but it was like really gave you What's the word? I'm blanking here, Russ. Satisfaction? Satisfaction. It was a lot of satisfaction taking that course. I also really just like ones that make you think. So like Miss Yerman Woman's Lit, um, which I wouldn't have necessarily been in, but I, I needed an English credit. But now that I'm in there, I'm so happy because like that class is all just like deeper thinking and like really analyzing things. And it's just been really fun to like help your brain kick into gear and things like that. So really creative courses that kind of get you thinking. Is that All right, I'm going to ask this next question in multiple parts. So think back to freshman year is kind of prescripted, right? Everybody's going to come in. They're going to do the core program. You're going to have a couple of elective choices. But then 10th grade, you start to have more options. So what advice would you give your 10th grade self? I would say it's important to plan out your schedule or what you – at that time hope to accomplish in your next three years of high school. I chose to not take uh, chemistry my sophomore year but wait for my junior year and while there was a good decision for me it made it more difficult to be able to have the freedom in my junior year to take more AP classes or elective classes. 
Why did you decide to wait on the chemistry piece? Um, I was already taking biology my sophomore year, as we all do, and I'm not very interested in science, so I felt it was better to spread that out um, as well as you know, have a more balanced schedule. Well, that was COVID for me, so I would first of all say, don't worry, you don't have to wear a mask all of that year. <laughs> um, the other thing I would say is overthinking does not get you anywhere. And I mean that in the social sense, overthinking friend groups, overthinking plans. And I mean that in the academic sense. Um, Don't overthink an assignment too much. Go talk to your teacher. Don't overthink a grade too much. Obviously work hard, but in the end, you know, the grades are the teacher's decisions. So you put your best work in, they're gonna give you a grade. You You can't overthink that too much. And um, I'm definitely a a person who overthinks and gets anxious at times. And looking back, there was a lot of times in that portion of high school where, you know what, you're not even a junior or senior yet. What are you stressing about? Um, Besides, listen to Russ. That's number one. Listen to Russ always. Number two would probably be don't get don't get burnt out because I think freshman Charlotte was on all cylinders constantly in every class which was really helpful, but I think that's kind of led to a, not downward trend, but you get tired really quick. So I think needing to learn how much you can push yourself in a year, um, so you don't like end up end the year being in like complete shambles of academic distress. So I think that, and also just make connections with teachers, make connections with students. You're in this place to learn, but you're also here to like grow. So just really push yourself to get out there and just meet people. Um, probably to try more electives than I did. I was very focused on um, track that I thought I was on, which now kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I was very focused on exactly what courses I would need for this specific degree. I mean, not that I knew exactly the degree, but I knew kind of what area I wanted to go into. It- that didn't pan out. I wish I had tried more electives because CBU does have a good amount of um, different opportunities that I didn't really take full advantage of. I'm getting to do a bit of that now, but it's a lot harder in college to to take advantage of like the more specific classes. And what advice would you give your junior, your eleventh grade self? It's important to have it's important to have free blocks um, if you're taking difficult courses, I would say those grades are the ones that colleges are going to be able to see your final grade on. So don't leave everything for senior year. It's um, And it'll be easier for you your senior year if you balance that out with your junior year. So I guess it's another question of balance. My 11th grade schedule was pretty packed. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> Russ can attest to that. But I think going into it, I knew that I could handle it. And um, I had a lot of peers kind of be like, oh, that's a lot of classes. Like, are you sure? Like, as I mentioned, I took AP Chemistry. Um, And my my advice there would be to trust yourself. And that goes both ways, whether you're taking a tough course load or you're taking a course load that's maybe a little lighter than your peers. You know yourself as a student like no one else. So trust yourself when choosing your classes. And um, 11th grade, you know, you're taking SATs. You should be starting to think about college, ideally. Um, And there's a lot going on there. So trust yourself with your course load. You know your schedule. 
Um, and I don't regret, I took two APs that year and I do not regret um, anything because I, like I said with chemistry too, it, it takes hard work, but I felt proud of what I accomplished at the end of my junior year. Um, there was a reason why I went into school as a math major originally, because that was kind of always my main focus. That was my, those were the courses that I loved. I loved the whole maths track that I was in at CVU. Um, but honestly, now thinking back, I think my favorite courses were things like um, when we did, I did darkroom photography my senior year, I believe. Yep. Um, that was amazing. That was like having that facility was incredible. Um, advice would you give to students who are about to be seniors? Get an early start on your college applications. Don't leave it for the last minute, um, including financial aid. Uh, start that process at least within a month of when the actual deadline is because it's actually a, a really long, arduous process that you're going to miss things and it'll save you a lot of uh, stress in the end if you start early. Well, you know, I got to be honest, still working that out. <laughs> still working that out. Um, I would say uh, the more that you split up the college process into bite-sized pieces, the easier it is. And what I mean by that is this concept of post-secondary education or your plans after high school, regardless of, its, if, of if it's college or not, is super overwhelming. And it's a really hard thing to think about. But just kind of taking, taking it one step at a time. Maybe you're touring one school and you're thinking about whether you liked it or not. And then you're doing some research on some similar schools. Is this the kind of school that I want? You're looking at majors. Um, but trying to do it all at once, or even something like supplementals. If you have 12 supplementals, right, start with one. That is my advice because the more you try to take on at one time, the more overwhelmed you are at that time. So that senior year self, right? Would you have, would you have uh, embraced more of that that gap year conversation with your mom, or is there something, some other advice you would give yourself or fellow to seniors to be? Yeah, I, um, I mean, my initial college search was uh, a little bit hectic and panicked because I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know anywhere I wanted to go. I just kind of pointed at a map that was relatively near Vermont. Um, and I made myself very anxious about it. I spent the entire year worrying about where I was going to go, if it was going to be a competitive school, if I was going to get the whatever it was that I wanted out of it. Um, so I think probably the same advice. I guess I could have given different advice to my 11th grade self, but um, definitely the same advice, just to kind of take a step t back, take a deep breath, It'll it'll figure itself out. It'll not that it'll figure itself out, but I'll find a different path outside of that. It'll be good. I like that advice. Like there's there's so much we, we can we can really build up that whole process. And sometimes we just need to take a step step back from it. Um yes. and, and take stock of what really matters and let that yes. guide us. I would also, on the other hand, though, I would 100%, uh, I would myself to take the AP tests after taking the AP classes, because mm. now that I am in college, I very much wish I had taken more of the A tests than I did. Even if I wasn't 100% confident on the material, it's better to try, because now I'm retaking a bunch of the classes I took senior year, which is great to get a better foundation, but 
would have saved me a bit of time. All right, Tabby, you mentioned the college search process. Tell us, tell us about your process. How did, how did you begin? What were you looking for? Who did you work with? I started looking at colleges the beginning of my junior year. Um, I think I had just maybe heard a friend that said that they were going to apply to um, this uh, a college. It was Bryn Mawr. I think it was the first one I looked at. Um, and I just got interested in, like, what is the environment that I'm looking to be a part of? I know some people thrive in, like, very uh, competitive environments, and I knew that wasn't me. So I wanted to first find colleges that fit the essentially the vibe that I was looking for. Did you find that on college tours? Where did you, how did you begin to kind of tease out some of that information? I, I first looked through um, sites like uh, just basically Google searching specific criteria I was looking for. There's a lot of sites online for that, like uh, niche, there's like um, US ranked schools. Uh, and then once I'd found some that I was interested in and sounded like a good fit, I some of them I visited on, uh, did college tours, talked to alumni. You can even email professors that you're interested in, which a lot of people don't know about, and they will often get back to you with specific information. Um, and that also just shows interest in the college. So I'd say it's pretty important if you're able to. In, in choosing the colleges, I don't think I, I, that was more of a personal decision, but once I had decided them, um, your guidance counselor is a great resource for everything from financial aid and submitting applications to finding other colleges that might also fit what you're looking for. We are also here to help with that. If students have questions on how to start the process, they're more than welcome to make an appointment to meet with their school counselor and we can help them get started. My college search process actually started through the lacrosse lens. Uh, about last summer, I decided that I wanted to try and play lacrosse in college. And what that looked like was prospect days, reaching out to coaches. And at the beginning, what I was looking for were schools that were realistic for me to play lacrosse at. Um, that was largely the NESCAC schools, NESCAC adjacent schools, all smaller D3 schools in New England. Um, and as I was going to these prospect days, as I was doing research about these schools, um, I realized that I was not loving the feel of these small liberal arts schools with a super homogeneous population, student population, meaning um, socioeconomic status, mostly white because that's largely what I had grown up in. And as much as lacrosse was important to me, um, in the winter last year, I did a bit of a 180, and I decided I'd rather prioritize the school and not the lacrosse. So during that 180, now I started looking for schools that I actually felt uh, were a good fit. And that involved a, a lot of touring schools and, um, Again, more research, always more research. And I found that the schools that I was feeling most drawn towards were kind of the schools that were the size of UVM or bigger, so 15,000 kids or larger. Um, I am very fortunate because my mother is a guidance counselor who was a great resource and continues to be. 
I definitely worked with Russ. And at the beginning, I was working with my lacrosse coach, but that uh, kind of petered out as I did my 180. How do you absorb what they have to say and not get to a place where there's a lot of conflict? Yeah, at the beginning, um, it was we were learning together because neither of my parents played lacrosse in college, and I'm their first kid to go through the college process. So there was definitely a lot of communication there, and it was more just us sitting down and looking at prospect days and being like, what are we even supposed to be doing right now? Um, and then during, I will say, during that time period where I was unsure of how I wanted to proceed forward, whether it was lacrosse or not, I did not communicate with my parents a lot. And that's part of the part of that was I was really confused. And that portion of time was probably the hardest. Um, we didn't get a lot done because I wasn't communicating to my parents what I wanted. And in turn, they didn't know how to help me. Mm-hmm. After we worked through that and after I figured out what I wanted, um, communication was pretty frequent and it still is even as now I have applications in and a couple more on the way. Um, I Communicating with your parents is super important, especially because this is your process. And again, not, I know not all parents are the same. I'm, I feel very fortunate with mine because they absolutely let me drive this process. But the thing is, there's not going to be a process. There wasn't going to be a process unless I was driving. And they need to understand that, you know what, I don't want to play lacrosse anymore because that was what my gut was telling me. And once I clarified that with them, they were able to move forward and say, all right, well, what are our next steps together? Any unique things that you are looking for in in a school? Academic support offices, sports, things like that. Yeah, I was definitely looking for a school that had um, supports for students, like um, extra times with teachers or like office hours, um, study groups, and like good um, like accessibility departments and things for special education. Um, I have a 504 for dyslexia, and so it's important for me that the school is going to help me with accommodations and just little things that I need to perform at the level of other students. So that was a part of like tours. I would ask about their um, special education offices and like how students have, whether it was their 504s or their friends' 504s, like how have they been being upheld and how are the accommodations been? So that's been an extra little part of the college source that keep an eye out for. What did you hear from the schools? Have some schools that made you feel reassured that your needs were going to be met? Did you have some schools where you're like, well, I don't know, maybe this isn't this, the school for me? Yeah. I, and you don't have to name names. Yeah, it's. I think most schools, they kind of have a similar thing. Like if you have something on your 504, you have a plan, we're, we're happy to accommodate. If you have like what you need written down, just let us know. Most professors are really lenient. I think other schools, you kind of got the vibe of like there were certain professors there that like, yeah, okay, like I know you need that accommodation, but also do you really? So like I think other schools, it's more professor based than like like whole college based of like what they will kind of like help you with. Um, But for the most part, all of the colleges I visited were really like on top of it, like, oh, well, we have these departments, we have these students who are here to help, we have these teachers, um, we have these people you can talk to and help you with your 504. So it felt very good to be like, oh, well, I know I'm going to be supported here. Um, very few times where I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. So. 
talk about your gap year. I'm really curious. I know we did a lot of uh, early morning Zoom slash Google Meet. Let's work on the common application. Let's get things done. You were in a hostel somewhere at one point, maybe Germany or Austria. I don't remember. Um, but tell us about, tell us how you came to do the gap year. Um, and let's talk, let's first go with where did you go? Yeah. Um, so how I came to do the gap year, I, as I said, I originally had no intention of it. Um, the college search didn't go as I planned. So then that was kind of my backup and I could not be more grateful for that not going well. My mom says it was the best, worst thing that happened. Um, but where, as for where I went, I, uh, I started with a trek in Wales along the Pembrokeshire coast um, for about 10 days. From there, I joined uh, EF Gapier, the three EF Discovery Group was the group that I was specifically with. We went to, um, gosh, uh, England, France, Italy, and Switzerland over the course of about a month. Um, I went home for the holidays and then I lived in South Africa for three months uh, working at uh, the Pathfinder Academy with VA Corps. Was that, that was the program for that um, in Cape Town. And then after about a two week break at home, not super long, I left again and I did a bunch of solo traveling um, around Europe. Uh, I did a huge sea, started in England and then went down through Bruges, Amsterdam, through um the way around because the trains were closed in Paris and then down to Marseille and then into uh, Spain for about a month. Um, I met up with a bunch of different kids that I had met throughout the year or people that wanted to come and visit for a week or so kind of I would go and they would meet up kind of a thing hopping around to a million different hostels in a million different cities. It was great. If you had gotten into a school that you wanted to go to, would you have gone to school or would you have chosen to do the gap year instead? I think at that point where my head was at, it depends on what school it was that I got into, but there are a couple schools that I applied to that if I had gotten in, I would have gone. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but um, I think at that point I was still very, very much focused on the path that I thought was the correct path or what everyone else was doing. I was especially nervous because I am already old for my grade, so I thought taking a gap year would set me back too much and I would it would be a weird age gap between me and everyone in my cl class. Um, but it's not as dramatic as I was making it seem. So, and that brings me to a question that I, I really wanna ask because I think, I think some students are afraid of that. They're afraid of going in older. So I'm really curious what you learned about yourself during that year, year plus that you were doing your gap year and then how that's helping you now that you're at college. Yes, no. Um, I would definitely say not to be afraid of it. I was beforehand, but I couldn't be more grateful to have that extra year under my belt just because, I mean, a lot of my friends anyway have also taken gap years here. So we're all kind of in the same boat to some okay. degree. Um, but having that, or not all of us, definitely. Not. My roommate just turned 18. She's freshly into college, just from high school, but we're all in different paths. But it's, um, it's amazing. I love having the extra year under my belt because it's the amount that I learned about myself over that year that I now I feel like I would be so unstable in this new environment, like on the other side of the country. Um, I'm, I feel much more comfortable with the whole situation, having had mm -hmm. that year to kind of reflect rather than straight from hometown, small town to big city. 
So what is the what what are you bringing to so you've got that experience but what are you bringing to a college campus that is like a something you could put your finger on or your mental finger on that you would not have brought to a college campus if you had not done the gap year. Um I think personally the the place that I noticed the most change in myself was my ability to make connections and reach out to others. Um it was it was easier in a small school in Vermont, but after I left, I realized how much more difficult that is when you're in a bigger environment with surrounded by people you don't know. I was alone in these places. I had to make friends. I had to make connections, and that was not something that I had prepared myself for. But um, now, having had that experience, it's just comes a lot more naturally to me, um, and it's been a lot easier. It made the whole process a lot smoother. Well, Inogen, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to kind of sit here with me and noodle through this and I'll, I'll break up the little, I'll take the snippets of our conversation and um, put it together and in a podcast with other current and former students. And I'm so, but I'm grateful. I really appreciate it. I know it's only three o'clock oh, there, amazing. but yeah, I, I owe you one after how many times it made you help me apply this year or this past year. So <laughs> glad it worked I do. out. I love it. It's great. And I'm glad you're in a good place. I'm glad you're happy. It's great to see you smiling and, and having uh, a good time and being in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Inogen. Take care. See ya. Yeah, thank you so much. You as well. Bye-bye.